Now, before we talk about anything else, we gotta give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying something's different about you in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much to Lumify for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week we're answering your advice questions. How to spice up your sex life when your partner's not satisfying you, who gets the vibrator during a messy breakup, and how to deal with the quarantine blues. Stick around, subscribe and up a podcast, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Corey. Hello there, Lassie. Lassie! Little lady. Little lady Lassie. Little ladybug, little Mr. Bug. You little ladle. Little. What's a little ladle? What's the littlest ladle you've ever seen? I love a tiny spoon. You know that about me. Do you? Do you? Do I know that about you? Because, yeah, remember? You know one of my ex's moms? (laughs) One of my ex's moms used to collect tiny spoons. From- no, not not to collect. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not that girl. She had, she had baby spoons. She had what looked like uh, shadow boxes. I uh, hate that in the kitchen of all the little spoons she collected from like the Bahamas and Vegas and like Cancun. Yeah, no. Places moms from the Midwest go. <laughs> I had a manager at Arby's who only let me go on a vacation and like change my my um my hours and stuff. Uh if I brought her back a That's a, illegal. A thimble. A thimble. That must be illegal. Certainly, but I did it. God, Arby's managers out here were demanding gifts. I'm f- I'm did finally ready you? to speak did, out on it. Did she pay, give you like a fiver? No, to, uh, out of your own pocket. I yes, I paid for that thimble out of your eight dollars and twenty cents an hour Arby's salary. Oh, baby, you thought I made that much, honey? I don't know what year was it. This was two thousand four. Oh shit! Minimum wage was like six dollars, maybe. I think. <sighs> wow. Anyway, um. <laughs> Hi, Corey. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't have a tiny spoon or a thimble for your baby? I, I could get one. <laughs> Ew, I, I could get one if you if that's what you want. The next care package, that's what you're getting. Okay. I mean, I I was disappointed that the Shark Tank video came after the package shipping because I thought now he's definitely probably got a lot of junk he's looking to get rid of. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I thought about that. <laughs> I was like, you probably would want a lot of these things. Was there anything you specifically wanted? Everyone's oh. talking about that uh, all edge brownie sheet thing. I, w- I mean, I was surprised that you actually went through and baked. You want to know the truth? Uh, you bought the pan filled. You yep, that's you it. took a pre-made brownie and you mashed it into the pan around the corners. Uh huh. I don't believe no. it. No, uh, no. Nathan well, made brownies ahead of time. This is, I assumed that, and we recorded my reaction to the brownies, <laughs> and then we cleaned the pan, and then I took the pan out of the the packaging. Oh, it's wow. all magic of movie making. Baby. Wow. The wizard of Oz isn't real. It's just a man behind a curtain. Take a peek. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so what are we doing today? What are we talking about? Boo. I mean, we, I, I don't even know if we have to go into what we were going to do. We could just have a goofy giggle, giggle, time a giggle party uh, i wish i would have smoked a little if we were just gonna have a giggle off no you know what you're right i didn't smoke either i guess it's time to get serious all right let's get serious so today <laughs> as you might have read d- depending on the title unless the t- title just says um uh, baby spoons and uh <laughs> thimbles baby spoons and thimbles i think that's and- it and uh, this is a complete switcheroo mm. of what we're up to. Today we are doing a advice episode. It's been a while. I don't know the well, last time we did an advice episode. What's that uh, um, Britney Spears lyric? It's been a while. Don't let me be the last to know. No. Oops, Good I did morning, it again. America. Good morning, America. Merry Christmas. The, the historic Castro District. What? You know what I'm talking about? Britney Spears says something about the historic Castro district? Yes! No. Good morning, America. Britney Spears. I'm finding it right now. Were Hold they on. filming Good Morning America in my city? She was doing an announcement of a special appearance she was doing. Listen to this. No. Good morning, America. I'm excited. Good morning, America. You are know, you, you never heard that? Are you a Britney stan? Good morning, America. I'm excited to tell you on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on Good Morning America. What year was that? 2011. Good Morning America. Didn't we live here then? Yes. Where were we? Oh, well, not on March 29th. We weren't there. We didn't get here until July of that year. We really missed the boat. All right, well. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, well, uh, should we dive into some advice or did you want to keep um, going through Britney's best audio hits? I could do either. <laughs> let's, official, do a, let's do a poll. An, an official review of every Britney Spears audio clip ever. Um, for those who have not tuned in before to our advice episodes, we've done them in the past. We've done them over the years. We are not experts in any capacity, but we do offer our thoughts, our expertise on, uh, not being experts and, um, you can take it or leave it and we will not be held liable for any damages done. If you do take our advice. That's true. We won't. 
And if you're listening and you think, wow, I'm going through something. I need these two to really guide me through life. Corey, where can they send emails of their uh, advice propositions? You can just email us at psychobabblequestions at gmail.com and be sure to have an enticing email title like our first one here that I'm about to read. Sock it to me. Titled, Returning My Ex's Penis. (gasps) What? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you, wouldn't that in, entice you into opening the email? You have my attention. Uh, all right. So Jay says, "Hello, Tyler and Corey. I love the podcast and would absolutely love to hear your advice on my current situation. My name is Jay, and I use they/them pronouns. And I recently ended a pretty long-term relationship. My ex lived with her family for most of our relationship, so most of the hanky-panky, if you know what I mean, went down at my place because I live on my own. Since we are both practical adults, the dildo she had purchased ended up at my house." When I was packing up her things to do the traditional exchanging of belongings, I didn't know how to go about giving it back. I knew that with the initial exchanging of belongings, we would end up looking through stuff together since we had accumulated so many shared items over the years. In the end, I just didn't have the balls to toss the peen in with her old (laughs) t-shirts and shoes, so I left him in his drawer. (laughs) Any advice on how to go about returning my ex's penis? Thanks so much, Jay. Oh, well, this is a predicament. A predicament. Have you ever had um, as many like I guess I haven't had that many breakups, but I was gonna say I've never really had to do this like traditional returning of the items uh, breakup scenario. Have is this something you've ever done? Yes, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's it's really it's really. Uh, it's awkward, it's stressful, it's traumatizing, especially going through your stuff. If if you were the one dumped, it's like, oh my God, everything. Rem- it's, it's good to just do it and rip the Band-Aid off because yeah. you don't want to continually over the next few weeks can like find little things and you're like, ugh, another thing. You just, you should really day one, go through the entire house, get everything possible this is this is not good though. To this I, is a big one to to miss. This just this makes me. Um, I'm just like really analyzing myself in this situation. And not only do I think I've never really left stuff at my ex's places, I don't think I've ever really allowed them to leave stuff at my place. What does this say about me? Non-committal. <laughs> doesn't like sharing. Maybe I um I I I don't leave many things at somebody else's place ever. Like I just I like. To, yeah. to know remember where all that, of my things remember are. Remember that Castro boy who took your favorite pair of sweatpants that you like never got back? That was a learning lesson. Yes. <laughs> I think the lesson here is no matter how close you think you are with someone, no. uh, unless there's a ring on it, don't fucking leave your shit anywhere else. Because you, as soon as you leave something somewhere else, you have to accept that you might not be seeing it again. Unless yeah. you want to have that awkward conversation of like, hey, I need my whatever back. But, Do you think Jay should break the dildo into uh, pieces like the Mean Girls uh, prom queen crown scene, or or they could have um, visitation of it, <laughs> and, 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 and maybe sister pants it a little you bit know, and send you it know back how and forth. People do that with like dogs after relationships; they have to like arrange shared custody. I guess you're right. You could do that with the dildo. 
They also do that with children. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, I think I lived through that. That um, was one of those. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's too late and my advice is going to be horrible because I was going to say I would have just thrown it in the box from the beginning to kind of like lighten the mood. Yeah, I I think it would have been appropriate to put it in the box. I think I'm the type that if 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 you're trying to move on, if you if both parties are trying to move on, no. it's best to to really cleanse your physical space, your digital space, your I, I think you should log out of each other's accounts and things. Like you don't need to share Netflix anymore. Um, but in this pr- particular situation. I think if if you forgot to do it in the initial exchange or you didn't want to because you felt like it was awkward. <sighs> you got to get a medium flat rate box from the U.S. Postal <laughs> Service and send that priority. I Yeah, I think I lean toward if it doesn't traumatize you to have it around, you could keep it. But if it if it is I something would send that it like back. I disagree, send it back. <laughs> I would keep it. I think I would keep Drive it. Drive by their house and throw it in the yard. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, that doesn't hurt. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe honestly, if I'm actually giving advice at this point, I would say I would actually probably just send like a joking text and be like, hey, you might have noticed I forgot something when returning your items. Um, definitely happy to give it back. <laughs> yeah, I guess it really depends on how y'all are currently. Yeah. Like if it if I mean, it is if it's really bad and like hostile, I would say they it's over for them yeah. and the the vibrator. Yeah, but see the thing that caught me off guard is they said uh that they thought they were going to like look through belongings together. Um while they were like returning things. So I don't know. That at least made me think maybe it was a little more amicable than most breakups. But I mean, how can you not just make a joke about a dildo that you're returning at this point? It's going to be funny. I just think it's going to be funny either way. I would love a follow-up email about how this all goes down. This is this is when I'm actually interested in <laughs> the resolution. If you um, drove by the house and threw it in the yard, let us know. I mean, also, it's like, it's like Corona times. You're not supposed to be seeing people anyway. So this is your clear excuse to just drop it in the mail if you want. You know what I mean? Put it in a box. Can you ship can you ship that? Yes, you can ship that. I could I sent you a can of <laughs> a can of, what? Of, cr- of cranberry sauce. You can send a dildo in the mail. How do you think what's how do you think people get most of their dildos? In the mail, oh, yeah, I you're assume. Right. You assume. I've never had one. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. Um, best of luck, Jay. Uh, let us know what you decide to do. My I, final <laughs> verdict is to keep it and go hog wild, baby. Uh, hog wild. Keep it until you uh, get a inquiry about it. If, if the person asks for it, then no, you then never, you never want to be the one in the situation who had to be asked to return a dildo. I'm sorry but I just don't think that's what I would want 
Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Apartments.com. Okay, so when you're looking for a new home, you know it can be a little bit challenging depending on your needs. Like, say you need a balcony, or you need windows that face the sunset, or you need a hardwood floor kitchen, or you need to live somewhere pet-friendly. For me, it's being pet friendly. I do not want to sacrifice having the lovely life of having pets just because I can't find a home that allows it. Well, Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. And Apartments.com has the most pet friendly rental listings on the internet. I live with my pets. I would not ever want to live without my pets. Like I know they might cause a mess or they might do all the things that pets might do that whoever you're renting from might not love. Well, I wouldn't want to sacrifice a life with pets just because I couldn't find a place that allowed it. I find it to be the perfect way to live. So if you're out there looking for the perfect place and you need your pets, apartments.com has you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game! With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it. When we say anywhere, with Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 and up, subject to a official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024. Void where prohibited. Thank you so much, Mountain Dew, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. What's the next question? Let's move right along. Uh, this one comes from D. And I actually had a few emails that were like this. Um, so I figured I would answer it because uh, I thought we could help multiple people, even though I did pull D's question here. Um, they just say, hi, Tyler and Corey. I was wondering how you guys are getting through the rough days of quarantine. I've had some days where I've been really sad and where I fall into a feeling of hopelessness. When I'm having these days, nothing seems to help me feel better. And I feel like... Um, I'm making things worse for the other people around me. At this point, I'll take any suggestions on any good distractions you guys have to make myself feel better um, when I'm having a bad day. Love, D. D, I, I say, feel I feel that right. That's why I said, like, literally, I had I I thought we would probably have a few questions that were like Corona specific or quarantine specific, but we really did have a few of these that were kind of like 
um, how, how do I get through a bad day? What are you guys doing that helps you stay positive, et cetera? I, uh, I feel like I have a fair amount of challenging days, probably more challenging days than it, when we were not in the quarantine because a lot of how we are trained especially as adults, to measure the worth of our days is by the productivity of it. And that is often measured by in within a capitalist lens. And when so many of us are reduced hours or less work or even unemployed, it kind of fucks with you of like, oh, if how I've always been uh, evaluating whether or not my day was good or not is is no longer achievable. Like, what does that mean and who am I? So I think as soon as you start to take a step back and realize that, and then just realize that it's also your choice how you measure your day and the, the productivity of your day or the how good your day is, you get to define whether or not it's based on economic productivity or creativeness or... Um, relaxation or self-care, like any of those things could be the measure at which uh, you define how good your day is. You just have to be conscious of it and then harness that and think about it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think a big part of all of this when it started was I'm very much a routine person and I'm very much a like schedule person. And so it's been really hard for me to kind of figure out what to do with some of my time um, because everything's so thrown up in the air and because I lost a lot of the schedules that I had and I lost a lot of the routine that I had. And I think at first I was very overwhelmed with um, kind of touching on what you were saying, like feeling like I needed to be a certain level of productive to feel like I accomplished anything that day. And at first it was very much like, oh, I want to run every day. I want to write every day. I want to read every day. I want to do this every day. And I think for me at the beginning, it was very unrealistic to try to fit so many of those things into a day um, where I had to kind of start with one thing at a time. So for me, it's really helped to just either get outside or run at some point. I'm been running like every day, which has been very nice. And it's given me a little bit of a routine. I definitely also think getting outside if you can, um, whether it's a walk or sitting in your yard or just walking around the block, it definitely helps um, me personally, like clear up some of my headspace and like change some of my thought processes. But I, and also what you're saying, Ty, like I, I think um, one thing that I hope kind of sticks around after all of this is I feel like I've had a lot more real conversations with um, friends and the people in my life. When people text or say, hey, how are you? I feel like for so long, f for probably the majority of all of our lives, we were just so quick to always respond like, I'm great. How are you? Like, oh, I'm having a good day. I feel like so many more of my friends that I've had like forced real conversations um, when we do our check-ins. And it's been really nice to kind of say to my friends, like, I have good days and I have bad days. I think we all do at this point. And it's almost been uh, such of a more like real conversation and a real interaction between two people. And I'm like, that's one thing I want to take away from all this when it's done is feeling more comfortable and actually expressing how we're feeling so that we don't always have to necessarily put on this mask of saying that everything's great and everything's right. And I had a perfect day when that wasn't necessarily the case. I agree. Do you have you, do you feel like you've done that with friends as well? Yeah. I mean, my, I, I feel like I've gotten much closer with 
a lot of my friends and it's really cut off a lot of unnecessary acquaintances. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a okay thing where I, I am focusing more on people that are there for me and people that I'm there for them. And I think um, the quarantine, if anything, has slowed everything down in a really positive way to, to the point where it's like you can start to appreciate the things that are good and because there's really no other choice. You like you, you kind of have no choice, but to sit here and be with yourself. And um, a lot of the distractions that are in everyday life that take you away from figuring out who you are, how you want to navigate the world. um, Those distractions kind of have been eliminated. So I, I think it is kind of like a daunting thing sometimes, but it's also become a great opportunity for a lot of people to spend quality time with themselves and um, take a moment to appreciate what we all do have. But that's not to say that I don't have like sad, bad days. Like I, I genuinely, genuinely do. And my best way to navigate that has been to be like, okay, I recognize this is one of those days. I'm going to just let it be what it's going to be. Tomorrow doesn't have to be the same. And I'm going to ride it out and, if I want to have a lazy day watching Netflix all day and playing video games, I'm allowed to do that. Like if that's what my body wants and needs, then that's okay. I've noticed on those days for me personally, (laughs) um, like I usually, uh, if I'm going to get stoned or smoke, I'll usually wait toward like after dinner toward the end of the night. But I've noticed when I'm having bad days, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have an edible right now. Um, and it works for me. Are there as any long other- as healthy and in moderation, you're good to go. Right. As I was going to say, is there any like actual, um, they asked just like if there was anything specific that you were doing to cheer you up. Like I said, I kind of mentioned like walks or getting outside. Um, are you doing anything? Coloring, arts and crafts? You know what? My plants. No. You know what I've been doing really honestly is um, I'll put on a podcast and just cook and or Mm. bake or something. And it's like it feels like my little I I get to take all the focus off of everything that might be stressing me out or anything that's going on in the news or whatever. And I get to like listen to a story or listen to um, something that's like more lighthearted and funny if it's like a funny podcast. Um, I've been loving Las Culturistas. Do you listen to them? No. It's uh, Bowen Yang and uh, Matt Rogers. Um, But they have like a podcast and it's the two of them and it's really funny. Um, But they just did a a few episodes that were, it was for their 200th episode and it was um, their 200 most important pop culture uh, moments in of all time, and it was just, it was like stupid fun, and I like I took up a little bubble bath, and I was listening to their podcast, and it just felt like a nice escape. I feel I like um, you're allowed to like have like a self care escape day. Like not everything has to be you logged in all the time, consuming all this like stressful news. Everyone needs breaks from it. I will say, like cooking at night. Uh, like cooking dinner specifically and same thing, like putting on music in my kitchen and my poor roommate who has to listen to me, listen to Sarah Brellis and Maggie Rogers and Casey Musgraves. Um, 
But like, it's such a good distraction to just be like concentrating on the like recipe that I'm following and listening to music and like singing. And it's almost like turning your brain off from all the like random thoughts that you have and being able to concentrate on something like that for like 90 minutes has been, I highly recommend. I think the biggest thing is, first of all, realize all of us are kind of feeling this. Yeah. And like Corey said, we've gotten so many emails that for like for the podcast advice stuff that are in the same vein of how are we all coping? So I think there's like a little bit of it feels, I think, a little bit better knowing that it's not just you, um, though it sucks that it is all of us. But like, at least you're not alone in that feeling. Yeah, true. I hope you feel better. Good luck, D. Good luck. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Let's do this one here from A. <laughs> um, a says, I'm a 28 year old gay man in California who is married to a man that is my same age. We have been together for seven plus years, and this is our first relationship that either of us has been in. We were both virgins before we started our relationship and fell for each other quickly. About one year into the relationship, we broke up. He had to move to another state for an incredible job opportunity, and I could not entertain the idea of a long-distance relationship. Moving was also out of the question for me at the time. Um, So we made the very difficult decision to break up. Making the split from my first love was one of the most difficult times of my life, but about after two weeks, um, (laughs) I decided to dry my tears with some dick. I had sex with the second person ever, and I absolutely had no idea what I was missing out on. Upon meeting a few guys, I quickly realized that my ex's penis was incredibly small. I'm not trying to be rude. Um, It just was. Um, I was fine with it until I realized what I was missing out on. About a month after the breakup, my ex moved back to town. We still loved each other, and with the distance no longer a problem, we got back together. At that point, I was still his first and only sexual partner, but we no longer had that in common. A few years later, we ended up married, and now we've been together for almost eight years. Now, here's my problem. I'm at the point where I only do it just to make him happy. I can't stop the comparisons with how incredible it was with average and above average men, and now I can't achieve orgasm. Um... I love my husband with all my heart, and I don't want to do anything to hurt his feelings. He is kind, sexy as hell, intelligent, successful, but frankly, I feel like I'm missing out. Um, Am I a trash human for not bringing up this earlier in the relationship? Should I say something or keep pretending to gag when it's in my mouth? Help. Ah! (laughs) Well, Well, I will say this. Often, it is not the size of the wave, it is the motion of the ocean. So if you're listening and you feel like this is maybe uh, hits close to home, um, there is a lot that you can do, even if the dick is not humongo. Uh, There are ways to find 
things that stimulate both of you, whether it's toys or other things besides insertion or whatever. Um, whew, that's a doozy, right? Corey, what do you think? <laughs> um, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I mean, at this point, if you've been together for seven plus almost eight years, um, I mean, I think I wouldn't know personally because I've never been in a relationship that long, but I can imagine um, that you would kind of like need to kind of shake things up or at least mix it up um, after a while anyway. Like if you're always bottoming and he's always topping and you've just been doing that and only that for eight years um i can imagine <laughs> you would be bored regardless of size um so i th agree with what you were saying like maybe start a conversation about um things that do pleasure you or things that you're interested in trying whether it's toys or i mean really anything porn yeah there's there's a lot you can do if Role if play. you if you're open to it maybe even discuss opening up the relationship like i i would say the biggest thing is your partner cannot help the situation so like obviously you don't want to hurt their feelings and right. make make them feel like shit about it like that's not the issue i think i if it is something where now you feel like you're not being able to be satisfied anymore. I think the challenge is you now have to find other ways in which you can feel satisfied. And that's going to take some creativity, whether it's different positions or different things that the two of you do, or whether or not you bring other people in, or you find certain toys that could be good, or find other parts of sex that are good. I think it's also important to realize like not every relationship is all sex. Not every relationship is all boning all the time. Like there are so many other things that make a relationship special. And obviously you know that if you've been with your partner for that long. Um, but I think it does take some creativity. Uh, regardless of size, uh, everyone gets a little bit bored of the same thing to play with over and over. I, don't you think? It doesn't matter what, how that's big. What, that's what I said. I think I've, I've the longest relationship I've been in is like two and a half years. So I don't know. I've never been with someone for eight years, but I would imagine it would be important to continue to try new things or but explore. Also, if you come to the conclusion that all of the things that you try to explore with your partner are not satisfying you and there and there's not much flexibility on finding new and creative ways to feel satisfied i don't want you to feel limited and feel stuck it's like you deserve satisfaction i think you just need to put in the effort to find it and if if all that effort comes to no satisfaction, nothing of fruition, then maybe that is an issue that you have to address and talk about. But um, I think put in the, the work and try to be creative and try to think of ways that might be a little bit out of the box that could be stimulating and maybe you'll find solutions there. Try new things. Try new things. Finger each other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Throw a fist in. Hey, you know who has an extra vibrator? Oh, wait, yes. <laughs> Jay, Jay, if you're listening, we know the perfect new home for uh, that little toy. 
actually, are we arranging a swap? I think we just solved everyone's problems. <laughs> and you know what? That would definitely bring me out of my dark days of quarantine. A, a vibrator in the mail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, well, I hope that helps. I do wonder. I, I, I think we helped everyone today. I do wonder, did you watch no porn? What? what I mean, mean, he was just saying that he had that they were virgins when they met and that he had never seen another penis uh, until he hooked up with other people. But I'm like, did y'all watch porn? You have must, you must have known penises come in different shapes and sizes. And that's, I will also say this, this is not all to say that uh, the bigger, the better, because Lord knows um, some men uh, with, that are very endowed have no clue what they're doing with it. Well, and some, and some men that are very endowed uh, uh, do know what they're doing with it. Well, and, and some I, men that are not endowed know what they're doing. And blah 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 blah. This guy I follow on Twitter was going off about his big penis and how he was trying to hook up with some bottom, and the bottom was all, "I ain't doing that." So listen, good we for all that ha- bottom. <laughs> so we, we all, all know our have limits. Our struggles. <laughs> uh, wow. Do you feel like we helped anyone here today? I think we helped ourselves. Should we go back to talking about tiny spoons? I think we, <laughs> that's all we talked about. It's not the tiny, it's not the size of the it's tiny actually, spoon. Actually, you're right. It's not the size of the baby spoon as long as it feeds baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you, if, and if you don't quite feel it, just put a thimble on top. Like, um, hmm. Yeah, put a finger in there with it. Double Have down. you ever? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Have I ever what? The answer is probably no. I'm very boring. Nothing. Um, yeah. I hope everyone out there feels uh, empowered by this conversation. Listen, and, um, if you're in a relationship with a partner, whether you're married or not, have more conversations about sex. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the fucking, that's the tea. That's the, the, the tea. biggest situation is if if you are coming to me and Corey with your struggles and you've been in a marriage for eight years or whatever the hell, bitch, don't talk to us. Talk to your partner. Talk, figure it out. I think communication is going to get both of you what you want. And that's to that. On communication that. is key. I think someone said that somewhere sometime. S- someone said it. <laughs> I think it was on a poster in my middle school. I feel like that was inscribed on a baby spoon. Yes. I looked really closely. <laughs> on the handle. Yeah. Um, well, great. That's it. That's the whole episode. That just flew by. Well, we did it. Corey, where can people find you? You can find me at Tiny Spoon Hoarder on TikTok. Nice noise, bro. Nice. On you Twitch. Can, you can, ew. Uh, you can find me um, in a priority box in your mailbox. Oh. Is it a medium? <laughs> is it a medium flat rate box? The flatter, the better. I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm just reading that directly off the box that you sent me that's still sitting on my floor in my bedroom. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm in it. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> what if you peeked in? <laughs> I took out all the edible uh, items and ate those, and and then I'm still going to get the coloring book out, though, once I'm stoned sometime. Hey, you know what would be good? Have you ever gotten an edible arrangement? Um, I think, like, okay, well, I worked at the bank, and, you know, people, you send those to bank employees. Do they? 
Yeah, because bank employees can't have monetary gifts, uh, but you can have food. It's, so you got a lot of. I feel like a lot of like managers at banks get like edible arrangements for their husbands on their like wedding anniversaries. I hate <laughs> everything about that. I I'm thinking that sounds so delish. Do you think you could just no, eat an edible arrangement? For edible dinner? edible arrangements are a lot of cantaloupe. Just so you've been warned. I love and, cantaloupe. Wow, really? Yeah. Would you rather have cantaloupe or honeydew? Honeydew. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking for neither of those. Okay. <laughs> All right. All <laughs> right. Say goodbye. If you guys have any questions you want to submit for our next oh, advice yes, episode, yes, clearly yes. we are helpful. So um right. send your emails to psychobabblequestions at gmail.com. And make the subject um, enticing so we know to click it. I mean, have a that, good life. That last one's title was My Soulmate is Not My Whole Mate. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a fucking, that is poetry. Right, right, right. Okay. Get that tattooed on my tiny spoon, if you know what I mean. We gotta go. Have a good life. See you guys next time.